When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Gerald Bourget, and Espo. And guys, unfortunately, we got an L tonight. The Phoenix Suns fall to the Philadelphia 76ers 100-88. to This game was not the move. No. no. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> At least we can agree on that. Yeah. I mean, we always hated Mondays. This is just another reason to. This is true. That was the most Monday of Monday games. Okay. I scored 88 points in a regulation NBA game, and it's not like 1999. Okay, Garfields. Jeez, Mondays <laughs> that much. I mean, it was it was not pretty. No. Mm-hmm. You but, love Mondays? I don't mind Mondays. I work in my dream job. Why would I hate Mondays? Oh, that's nice. Uh, And I work with some people I like. Uh, (laughs) You can figure out who. Uh, But look, to me, this comes down to offense was completely out of rhythm. Mm -hmm. You've lost a starter. That's going to be part of it. When Torrey Craig hits the first shot of the game and doesn't make another one, that's problematic, right? And, And that was not something we'd see with Cam Johnson. Uh, and then we'll get into it, but uh, and a couple other injuries happen along the way, and that that's gonna happen on a night like this. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but I'm not gonna freak out about how bad it looked on a Monday. My my biggest concern is, and you mentioned this, the injury thing is we already knew that this team needed a third guard in case campaign disappeared or in case there was injury. We knew that they needed a little bit of depth at the four. And now we're dealing with Cam Johnson's injury. And, you know, based on what happens with some of these guys moving forward, like that depth is going to be even worse than it already was. Um, so, yeah, we're I, I'm not panicking. There's still seven and three. This is still a very good regular season team. But like you're looking around and, you know, campaign played well off the bench tonight. But he who's going to back him up if Chris Paul is out for a while? Look, I've, I've said this for since the offseason. This season's going to determine how great James Jones is. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to make moves. We knew they were going to have to one way or another. Now it just expedites it, uh, and you've got to figure it out. And that it's right in front of him. He knows that he's going to have to do it now. There's no way he can can get around it. So prove what you got. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go this way, and I'm going to go positive. Mm-hmm. Uh. For I the think... second time tonight. Yeah, the first time wasn't though. <laughs> we had a pregame silver lining and a postgame silver lining. If Devin Booker wants to win the MVP right now, it's his opportunity to do it. Mm. Because when you look at last year's or the back the two time MVP's performance the last two years in Jokic and what he had to deal with with that bombshell of a lineup last year and being able to carry them to a six seed basically all by himself. Well, Devin Booker's close to the same spot right now, and if Devin Booker's going to be the MVP, he's going to have to do more with less. Yeah, well, zero mm-hmm. points in a fourth quarter ain't going to win you an MVP. Yeah, well, that's Lindsay's fault it's, because she jinxed him. It's she did. not my fault. <laughs> but he was kind of the only guy that had really anything going for him tonight. He had 28 even without scoring in the fourth and 8 of 16 shooting. What I liked is that he got to the line 14 times, mm-hmm. which the Suns as a team only got there 22 times. They need to find ways to get to the line more. Book has been holding up his end of the bargain. Um, other guys need to start being a little more aggressive. Well, I mean, Book had an 8-0 run by himself in the third mm-hmm. when they cut things uh, closer. I think they got it within five at the end there. They got down the to third. three. They were down to mm-hmm. three, and they they left down five in the third. So, I look, made he made he made a valiant effort, but 
I get you get tired, but if you go MIA in a fourth, that's not going to get it done. That's why they why they lost by double digits. I don't I don't like the what I saw from Chris Paul's injury. Mm. Um, but you know, I know we're going to get to that in a second. So yeah, just going back to Devin though, like uh, even though this is an opportunity, like you said, do more with less. An opportunity for him to really solidify and make that case for MVP candidate. And again, Devin going like OG Devin, putting the team on his back in the third quarter to get him back into it. You can't just rely on Devin Booker to get you to the goals that we have this year. Like Mm. you just absolutely cannot do that. Right. No, you you can't. Um, And nor should we have to. That's not fair to him either. Listen, that's part of the deal. If you, you you're gonna be the superstar, you are the superstar. You're one of the top ten players in the NBA. This is like it's not it's not hey how many points can you score when everything is going well. It's how many points and how what can you do for your team when all the chips are down. And right now the Suns are hitting a rough spot in their season. A lot of injuries going on, things that he can't control. But what he can control is is his performance. He he did fine through three quarters tonight. He wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, here's an opportunity. And you'd be a fool not to say that this is a good opportunity to really solidify yourself as a front runner for the MVP. And you don't do it when you're on the best team in basketball. We saw that last year. He was the best player on the best team in basketball, and he came in fourth. He didn't even get respect until, like, damn near the end of the season. Mm. Well, right now is a good time to do it because everybody's going to start thinking that, you know, you guys don't have a chance. If Chris Paul misses any time, you're already out without without Cam Johnson. Like, here's a good opportunity. Yeah. Take advantage of it. But you bring up, oh, you look at the guy who won back-to-back MVPs. Yeah, they also – didn't do crap in the playoffs, were six seeds, and the reason he won it was just because he carried him. I don't I don't care if Devin Booker uh, you know, carries a team in a regular season. I need to see him do it in the postseason. But we're not there yet. I know. I get what you're saying. His opportunity to show up and show out is right now in terms of it. But I want to see him win some games on the court uh, with that. And Jokic... Jokic did enough to get that team a six seed. If if Booker wants to win MVP, he's going to have to have him as a top four seed, even with injuries. I think right. he's not going to get get that glow without it. Right, and and I think that's the thing. The the, the confusion that we're having here is I think tonight. Yes, that would have been a prime opportunity for Booker to take over, but the fact that he wasn't able to do that playing 43 minutes, I think speaks more to Lindsay's point about like yeah, that is an opportunity if you want to cement yourself as an MVP runner, I'm, but not doing okay. it is not it doesn't mean he had a bad performance. No, 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 no. Okay, this means. is this is where we're getting confused at. Mm. I'm not talking about like just this game. I'm right. talking about because of what's happening right now with this team. Right. The road ahead is going to be a little bit more difficult than it was previously. Mm-hmm. Here's an opportunity for him. I thought I was pretty clear on that. Like, here's the opportunity, like forward tense. <laughs> no, I, I get that. And I agree with you that, yes, there is an opportunity for Devin, and I hope he takes hold of it and proves everyone wrong who is doubting his abilities in that area. What I'm saying is, is I don't think that it is – I guess I'm just concerned that at some point in time, how far back are we going to slide? Like, I don't want to get to the point where we have Devin Booker wasted prime abilities with a team that isn't contributing the way that they should be contributing when they have a guy like Devin on their team, right? Like Landry Shamit, a big old goose egg. Like Damian Lee and campaign did okay tonight scoring-wise. They had uh, 10 and 14 respectively, but they didn't really start showing up until later in the game. Like... I just want somebody else around Devin who is at least consistent like him. Maybe not in their abilities, but consistent, right? If we know we're going to get a solid 8 to 10 points out of this person every single night, I will take your consistent I, 8 points versus maybe 13 here, maybe 3 there. I think like, like might, I don't know. I'm just frustrated. With the roster the way it's currently constructed, I think you may be waiting a while for that. <laughs> Where they are with injuries, like... DA right now is still dealing with an ankle. We saw an ankle injury. We saw him tweak it again tonight. Like, he's not at full strength. I think it's part of why he's getting so many fouls right now as well because he he, he isn't, uh, you know, at his full athleticism like he usually is. So uh, consistency is going to be tough right now with with what's going on with the roster. Again, I, like, 
I, uh, there's chatter. I did not say at any point in time that the Suns lost because of Devin Booker. No, right. no I just I don't want think to make sure we're clear that. on that, people. Yeah, like, he that. had nothing to do with the loss tonight. I, I promise you, I think that. I'm just talking right. about the road if, forward. If Yeah, if we're speaking specifically about this game, if you want to know why they lost, look at the 6 of 18 shooting from 3. Mm-hmm. Look at the fact that you know until the final minutes of the fourth quarter, Mikael Bridges was under 10 points. Look at DeAndre Ayton being in foul trouble again, which is something we've seen multiple times early in this season. And we mentioned it in the pregame show. He's talked about how he is bringing this playoff intensity and he's trying to get refs to adjust to his physicality, not the other way around. You might need to reverse course on that because, like, I don't know if the long-term benefits of getting refs to adjust to you is worth it if you're in foul trouble every night. Like, this team, especially if Chris Paul is going to miss some time moving forward, and with Cam Johnson out for the foreseeable future, you need DA and you need Mikael Bridges to step up and be more assertive offensive pieces. You just do. Well, I think you brought up, you hit on exactly what the problem was tonight. The six of, of 19 from three. Mm-hmm. When you go six and 19 and your opponent goes, hits 12 of them, you know, and, and shoots a higher percentage from out there, that's a difference right there. Mm-hmm. It's just those shots right there alone. They can't be a team that, that just doesn't succeed from beyond the arc. And they, again, this is a problem that we, we had said in the offseason. We said they got, they've got Cam and they've got Booker. Uh, guys that can hit the three and everybody else is is questionable at best there well it's rearing its ugly head as well you're not gonna three is more worth more than two i mean it's the Mm -hmm. it's the base uh, the base level of current basketball and the suns just aren't playing that way right now Mm -hmm. yep minus six and made threes minus 14 in three-point attempts and minus nine in free throws they're just fighting an uphill battle against math when they play like that (laughs) Like yeah. it's not gonna work. Yeah, when you're when you're fighting against math, usually it's, it's not. A bad, it's not good. It's, it's, not, a, lost it's not a good you're sign. You're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> not a good sign. Uh, we do have a few uh, super chats. Colin, thank you for your super chat. Said trade machine Monday, <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> Colin, you're gonna have to wait till trade machine Tuesday. We will dive into that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So make sure you meet us back here at 3 p.m. tomorrow. And then HM, thank you for your super chat. They said, imagine Cam in our lineup. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so Cam Cam is officially out until further notice with that torn meniscus in his right knee. But he's not the only one that's hurt on this Suns team. Chris Paul left the game midway through the second quarter and did not return due to right heel soreness. Mm-hmm. Do we want to bring up the play so we can take a look at it? Because a lot of people were a little confused about what happened. You I'm see him confused. fighting around the screen there, and he kind of stumbles, and it looks like he might have hit his heel on the Sixers guy's foot or the ground. I can't yeah, tell. There was another angle that showed it from the backside, and it looks like his foot comes down on, on, the, on the opposite side mm-hmm. of the defender's foot, and it kind of turns as he tries to get past it. So it's odd that it's the heel though on something like that. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't typically see that. But again, I should know. Once you get up there in age, weird <laughs> shit starts happening to your body. Yeah. But yeah. the the biggest concern is the Achilles, right? Well, mm-hmm. that's what a couple of people in the chat are like, is this an AKA but we're keeping it low key kind of a thing by saying right heel soreness? Yeah, but if it's an Achilles thing, it's going <laughs> to come out i mean because that's even a minor thing that keeps you out a while so i I don't know hopefully it's not but when when you hear heal that's what i think of immediately when you hear jay gets it right he says how long will it take for him to heal (laughs) come on on. you think that's funny but you don't think mine are funny nobody said yours weren't funny i'm upset I mean, I'm, I'm upset. In the words gotta, of Drake, I'm upset. You gotta have a good enough internet connection to make those jokes. Oh, oh too damn. soon. It's not mine. It's damn. the too former soon. disgraced future, whatever the fuck, former owner. <laughs> the future, the disgraced future former Thank owner. Thank you. That's Phoenix that's Suns. what it is. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is not great. Not an ideal situation to be down yet another person from the starting lineup. <laughs> mm. um, hopefully. I don't know. Every time I ask you guys how concerned you are about something, you always say, I'm not concerned at all. It's no big deal. And then it ends up becoming a With, big deal. So I don't want to even ask you I'm that. I'm concerned. At this point. Yeah. I'm, I was concerned about Cam. I'm concerned about this for sure. 
Um, it would be nice to get an update that he just got a stinger or something like a bruise or whatever you want to call it. And that's all that it was. Because if it's something more, I mean, this team was already kind of struggling to figure out Chris Paul in an off-ball role. Now if you have campaign as your starter and your backup options are Landry Shamit, Damian Lee, or Dwayne Washington on a two-way, like this team is in trouble. With little uh, sleep because he's got a newborn too. So. Can, can <laughs> I say something to the chat real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody calm down. <laughs> it's one game. Mm-hmm. No, Saul. Uh, we've, we lost, need, we, we've th- lost two out of three. I get that. But mm-hmm. but we've also many, many times been here before. We've doubted this team. They always rise to the occasion. I'm sure they'll do the same thing next game. It's going to be okay. We don't need to sell everybody. We don't need right. to trade everybody. <laughs> we don't need to blow the whole thing up. We're 10 games in the season. This team is 7-3. and three. It'll be all right. But mm-hmm. I, it's it's not the loss that worries me. It's the the injuries and how disjointed the offense looked early early on without Cam. Those two things concern me because those could be prolonged issues that could lead to but they, multiple losses. But they didn't it's look that disjointed last game without Cam. Well, yeah, time, but that's the Blazers, which I understand the Blazers beat us twice, but the Blazers are way more garbage. And they were mm, missing their top two guys. I don't know about all that. Hold on. So you went on rants telling me when I said Compared that the to the bla- 76ers tonight? Yeah, the without 76ers. Without Joel Embiid, the second-place MVP who scored 30-plus points tonight. They're not garbage. Like, I mean, they, you had a chance to win the game tonight. In the third quarter, they pulled the within three after playing like dog shit in the first but, place. Like, they had a chance to win tonight. But the offense still looked disjointed, and they had a major injury. Like I said, I'm not worried about the loss. I'm worried about how this this looks long-term and the lack of depth that you now Do you want me to say what I'm really thinking? Yeah, please I think do. I think the offense looked disjointed, and it looked like ass in the first quarter because of Chris Paul. I think so. You think this could be a good thing if Chris Paul? I did not say that. I because I'm just saying that they look like boo boo in the first quarter, and Chris Paul didn't know what he needed to do out there because of the length of the 76ers was really giving him a problem, and then he got hurt, and then he was out. And and I think I think part of it is again how he's being used, like because of Chris Paul, because of how he's being used. It's synonymous at this point because he is he's had a hard time figuring out when to pick his spots, when to shoot, when to attack. Like there were a couple of possessions where he was just kind of in the corner and didn't even touch the ball. And so this is the long-term thinking as far as getting other guys looks, but it is going to be a struggle some nights. Tonight was definitely that type of night as far as the offensive flow. And and to your point, like the Suns won by a lot against the Blazers in their last game. Their offense, they barely cracked 100. So like the offense without Cam Johnson is not – going to be the monster that it was early on. No, you lose the, all floor spacing because, like we've talked about, there's nobody you have to stay honest on from three. And, and I'm sorry, Saul, if this is any extended period of time, you're going to get to see life without Chris Paul, and I don't think you're going to like it particularly much because we lived through this when you had no point guard and no slight on campaign, but campaign is not a point guard. He's a shooting guard masquerading as a point guard. In my mind, it's going to be rough. The Suns literally have Chris Paul out there masquerading as a shooting guard. (laughs) I I mean, like, it goes both ways, right? Like, Chris Paul will give you 11 assists, but he'll give you a dick on the freaking offensive scoring side. Like, like this isn't Chris Paul of last year. Hell, it's not even Chris Paul of the beginning of the playoffs last year. This is a different Chris Paul. And I think I I understand, like, hey, we've gotten gotten to this point, and he's played – he's – He's been serviceable. I'm not even going to say he's been elite. Again, I just think like Chris Paul, I like it's just hard to we've we've been down this road before because we've seen like Chris Paul will have like four or five awful games and then all of a sudden he'll have like 15 amazing games in a row. And I think that's what everybody thinks is about to happen and then he gets hurt. And I don't know. I don't I I honestly I don't know how to really I'm not going to say Chris Paul's washed because I'm not ready to get there yet. I've been hard on Chris Paul because I think shooting-wise, he leaves a lot to be desired right now. I don't know what to expect from Chris Paul, and what I'm seeing so far through 10 games, minus this one, so nine, Mm -hmm. um, is that he's still a good passer, still a good facilitator, can still make, you know, he still makes the right play, 
but he's not the playmaker he once was, nor the scorer he once was. You won't call him wash, but you got the soap out of the cabinet, and you're ready uh, for that to, to say it. And look, I don't think that he's going to be the guy he was last year. But I think this offense is going to be significantly worse without Chris Paul in in the lineup and around. All right, that's what I'm saying. Right. I, I'm not saying he's going to become put the Superman cape on uh, and and save everything offensively somehow. But things will be worse without Chris Paul running a point. The, the one thing that I noticed last week when I kind of dove into how the whole off-ball Chris Paul thing is going so far is when I looked at the numbers, he's taking a significantly higher percentage of his shots from three, and a lot about half of them are catch and shoot, about half of them are off the dribble. His mid-range shot is still pretty good. It's still around, you know, mid-40s, which is really good for a mid-range jump shooter. So he's still got that ability. I think for him it's about finding the right balance of taking his foot off the gas, but he's taking it a little too far. And yeah. I think I think if he can be healthy, he'll be able to create some of his offense in a way that we haven't really seen much to start the season. Because when he has done that, he ha- he looks like he can still do it. The problem is I think a lot of his offense is coming where he's catching the ball instead of having it in his hands and being able to orchestrate everything. I do think that takes some getting used to. And especially like we talked about, his three-point release is a lot slower now. So guys are closing out on him quicker, and he's not taking those shots. And we're sitting there looking, and it's like, why isn't he taking it? Because he might get blocked at this point if he launches. Chris Paul is a very interesting conversation because it's a a conundrum. It's like you don't want to give up on Chris Paul, obviously, because you still know that there's something there. Even even if his body isn't, his mind is still there, right? Mm -hmm. So you you still got to respect that. And and there's other signs that are pointing to the decline of, of Chris Paul mm-hmm. um, that it's it's hard to kind of accept at certain points. So you're having to figure out like, okay, how are we going to manage this? Should we just say, Chris Paul, we're going to play you 20 minutes a night, but you give us 20 minutes where you're just dynamic. Mm-hmm. Is he even capable of that? Or what they're doing right now where he's out there more. There he's 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 serviceable. He's not exactly a liability by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not what he used to be. And it's hard for people to see what he was even just a year ago versus what they're seeing right now and not hope or think that he's going to turn some kind of corner and be back to what he was because he has fooled us before in the past where he's had some kind of like uh, shaky like stints of like two or three games. And then all of a sudden he has like a 14 to 14 game and he has 28 points and like 15 assists. You're like, that's Chris Paul. You know what I mean? So I I don't really know what my, I I can't trust my eyes right now because my eyes and my heart are in two different places. And that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I do want to address something in the chat because someone was saying that I, I hope that's the best way (laughs) I can relationship problems too. (laughs) Um, I do want to address something in the chat because icon was saying, I, I did say that I didn't think Cam is injury prone, and I'm hap- not happy to admit. I'm actually kind of sad to admit that I was very wrong on that. You, we can pretty definitively say by now Cam is injury prone. Most of his injuries to this point were from direct contact. This one was a non-contact, so that kind of rules that out. But I'm not defending his offense. I'm kind of explaining why it's looked so bad. Like, it has been bad. I'm not denying that by any stretch. But when you are not a guy who's used to getting a lot of catch and shoots and that's primarily what you're dealing with from three-point range at 837 after doing the same shit for 17 years, it's going to take more than 10 games for you to figure it out. Like, that's just facts. But at what point is it on Monty to go and look at this and go, maybe this isn't the best use of things? I, You know, yeah. maybe I'm putting a guy in a position that he's not going – to succeed in as much as I want him to, mm-hmm. uh, and and look at that and, and decide that that he has to make a change. But also the problem here is that you know when you when you look at it and you go Chris Paul just isn't playing well, and you we all sat here and said we're okay sacrificing some regular season wins, right? Mm-hmm. We're okay with Chris Paul playing less minutes if it means he's good for for the postseason. Well, we're seeing some of this now, and it's causing right. concern well, it's, too. It's, it's, right. it's, but it's not—it's not the same. It's like you're not just cutting back minutes from Chris Paul. 
it's it's you're trying to cut pack minutes from Chris Paul, and uh, honestly, like his minutes are still no different really than they were last year. Um, but it's the and, way they're using and, him, and, and and yeah, it's it's the way they're using him, sure. But you're also not seeing. You're you're not seeing any like flash that that tells you like oh yeah we're gonna be okay mm. like you know it, again the thing has always been about getting to the playoffs well we're already we're already kind of sputtering here a little bit trying to figure out how this is gonna work and I'm sure listen again this team is usually pretty good at making sure that uh, they're prepared for every single game no matter injury or what and I, I think they're gonna be okay I just yeah. again Chris Paul is just a conundrum but I. I, I also want to say this, mm. Lindsay. What? You've been watching Chris Paul for the last three years just like us. Uh. What do you think? What are you seeing from him? <laughs> because honestly, like, I can hear from these guys and, and from I, myself, but you, you know, you'll be watching these games just right along with us, and I feel like you have a different idea of what's going on with Chris Paul, and I want to hear it. I don't know if really this quiet. is something that you're setting me up for or if no. you're just like, hey, no. you There's haven't talked in 10 minutes. No. What's going on? No, I really want to um, know what Lindsay thinks about Chris Paul. No, I, I don't think Chris Paul's washed just yet. Like, I'm not ready to go there. I think pending any bad injury that came from tonight, so mm. we're just pretending that it was just like a little <laughs> kind of hurt. Let's just be air on the side of safety. Um, I think it's just going to take him some time to figure out his new role. I think it's also like not only just because he's not a guy who has played in, in positions where he's been a catch and shoot guy for a long time. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, imagine how the mental toll of having to completely change the type of game that you play, the way you contribute to your team after that many years in the league. Like I know Chris Paul is mentally strong and mentally stable, but even that, like, he, he knows he's at the end. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter how good you are at your mm -hmm. craft, no matter how mentally strong you are, when you start realizing the point of no return where it's about to be over for you, mm -hmm. that's got to be tough. It and is. he's trying to balance that as well as be um, a, a plus for his team and not detract from his team in any way, figure out a new role. I think it, I think honestly, maybe this is for the first time in his career in a really long time outside of being a rookie, this might be the one time where he's really feeling it a challenge. Mm -hmm. and, and I think he's spoken to that too. You can hear it in his voice when we ask questions about him playing off the ball and he kind of, he's like, we're, we're building. It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm playing, I'm trying to play the right way. We're trying to build something long-term. He said the other night, like, you know, winning the, your fourth game in five nights in January, like who gives a shit? Like <laughs> we're trying to build for the long-term and he knows that that requires him to sacrifice and do be in a position of discomfort where he's not comfortable or not used to his bearings. I don't want to say it. Mm. No, you know what? We're not even going to go down that road. What? No, you have to say it now. No. Just All say right. it. Oh, man. If Chris Paul. Oh, God. If this was an Achilles. Okay. You know where I'm going with this. Turn out the light. The party's over. It's done. Damn. As well, you know, I was trying not to be like so damn great wow. about it. No, I that's, mean, that's shit, what it know? is. He's like, take the plunge, I jump. Mean, that's wow. <laughs> Damn. If, if if it's a serious like like okay we've broke glass. I want to cry right now. Oh, Jesus, we man. went we went to the dark side here, but if it's an Achilles, I didn't want to go at to the dark side. But, you guys listen, forced me you, to. You still brought Your it mind up. was already there. You started no, it, but I was gonna soak in silence. Oh my god! Like, if if you and I had an Achilles injury at our age, you know I'm I'm Chris Paul's age. I'm not walking for like three years. I think yeah. at that time he's Jesus not coming Christ. back and playing at a at a high level. Yeah, a like, shitty rehab person. Well, yeah, well, you need to upgrade you your insurance, me? sir. Have you seen me? Which that's plan did you of, pick? That's a lot of weight on bad Achilles. Like, yeah. not, but my my point being, like, it's not going to be an easy Damn. recovery if it were something like that. It's over at that point. And the window, your the window's probably closed at that point. I mean, too. all right. First of all, let's stop. Let's stop with all this. We're not gonna old yeller fucking Chris Paul right now because the chat is like the party's over. Like he's already, you know, he's he's getting oh, down. He knows it's almost over. Oh like as if like we're about to like, all right, little buddy, where I go, euthanize you now. Like no, we're not doing that. I'm just. Let's just move on to the it next topic be because these are like, so fucking Eli's depressing. He was like, we've got Titanic violence playing in the background. I know. Like, what is this? Okay, 1973, man. we're like, oh my God. Sink the ship. 
<laughs> okay, well, we do have another super chat from HM. Thank you for that God. super chat as well. Said injuries makes chemistry hard to figure out. So this is something that we're just going to have to kind of deal with mm-hmm. until we figure it out because you're absolutely right. It does make it hard to find chemistry when you're dealing with injuries left and right. Cam being, I guess, if there's a silver lining is that you know Cam's going to be out for a good amount of time, more mm-hmm. than likely. Obviously, we haven't heard what type of um, plan of action he's going to take, but it's going to be a little bit of time. Hopefully, this Chris Paul thing is not a big deal. Hopefully, DeAndre and tweaking, tweaking his ankle is not a big deal, and we can at least get those guys normal minutes, right. consistent minutes, and we're only dealing with one. one of the, you know, One of the things that could be a positive out of all this is that when injuries arise, other players understand that they have to step up. They have to play at a higher level than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, hopefully with Mikhail and DA specifically, that they will do that. Uh, listen, I, you know, again, we've seen it a lot of times where a team gets counted out because they don't have, um, you know, some of their, their support players. We, like I said, I just mentioned Jokic last year, you know, like guys step up. Mm-hmm. That is, that is in their DNA. They will step up. I believe DA and, and, and Mikhail will step up um, and even campaign. So we like, it's just, it's the nature of the business. You listen, the Suns were pretty lucky for the most part the last couple of years, but not getting severely banged up with the injury bug. Mm-hmm. Um, and while other teams were, and now it's c- kind of starting to come back a little bit here in the early going. And none of these are like severe, severe. Oh, so knock on the wood and hopefully, you know, like hopefully Chris Paul's going to be okay. There it is. Um, Again, you just it, well. There's wood in the chair. How do you think it fucking holds up? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that yeah. There Haven't you, you ever I'm read a carpentry not. book? <laughs> it's that good more furniture. It's not fabricating my fat ass up. Listen, Jesus. all I know is that the truth might hurt your feelings on this show sometimes, mm. but more furniture won't hurt your back. There Even you though there's wood in it, it's real comfy. It's real soft. It's real nice. And you guys can spruce up your home during more furniture's fall sale at more furniture.com so be sure to check them out if you are in the market for brand new furniture or if you want to just upgrade a little bit before the holidays plus right now you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend also in case you haven't watched we do have a brand new well not brand new but a newer Mm -hmm. fantasy show here at phnx that espo has been a part of and one great place where you can take all of that advice and put it into action is underdog fantasy. It's literally the best way to play fantasy sports and potentially win big money at the same time. Did you not trust me? I knew we were going. Well, I just because I threw a curveball, so I wasn't totally sure. I heard, I heard my cue. No, look, if you if you played the pick'em tonight, you should have hit lower on everything, Suns, and you would have been a rich, rich person. Yeah. Uh, but no, I love the pick'em on uh, on underdog. I love the live fantasy drafts that you can do with friends, even single game. You can. We could have picked the 76ers Suns game tonight, and the four of us could have drafted, uh, you know, four different players. Players from each team and gone head to head in it. I love the ability to do it. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, use that promo code PHNX when you download the uh, the Underdog Fantasy app, and you're going to wind up getting, I believe, they'll match up to hundred dollars. That's right. In deposits. Yeah, They're they'll nice. double your deposit, your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. So. Get in on the action today. We put the link in the chat. Also, the link is in our show notes just to make it a little bit easier for you guys. Okay, so Brian brought up a really good point in the chat. Usually we do king of the game towards the top of the show. Mm -hmm. But he said, as a reminder, per the rules that we all had agreed upon, except for Gerald because he wasn't here, (laughs) uh, we cannot name Devin Draft King king of the game until unless he scores 30 30 or more points. Okay. Yep, it's it's it bylaws. We signed it. It is it's yep. official. So. To be fair, Gerald said, "Well, now that we've got these injuries, we might need to revisit." Yeah, it's going to be tough no, coming actually, up with kings of the game. Now, now that we have these injuries, uh, yeah, his uh, his threshold should be thirty five because he's going to have to oh, go on. Wow. Let's just make it higher. forty. Gonna, there's less guys to give the ball to. Be better, the, Devin. The expectations go higher, <laughs> not lower. We're going to need like dukes of the game or like. Oh, Devin, you got fifteen. Oh, yeah, oh, be king. King you of the game. The Duke. Yeah, Devin. <laughs> When you, when your bench goes low, you go high, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll revisit that maybe like at the end of November if we haven't had Devin as king of the game at all. We got a pretty good the king of the game tonight, though. 
I fought so hard. You guys, oh I was God. the so most much. annoying person in the entire about room for like about wanting quarters. to make oh this gosh. person our king of the game. I hope you guys are ready and I hope you love it as much as I do because I'm going to be so disappointed if you don't. But tonight's king of the game. This is Lindsay's choice. Is Meek Mill, you guys. <laughs> Meek Mill is our king of the game. It's confirmed. He is a Suns fan. He is a fighter for justice when it comes to the officiating during games. And he's your mom's favorite rapper. So for all those reasons, Meek Mill is our draft king, king of the game. He accidentally, in air, in quotes, he accidentally <laughs> tripped a ref. Mm -hmm. And all I'm saying is at the beginning of this game, the officiating was a little wonky. A little and then it got better. Do we have to give all it to... All I'm saying... The, the, Hold on. Do we have to give it to all of Meek Mill or was it just his, his feet? feet? The, uh, the draft king of the game. Because they did the work I'll take there. whatever you want. Well, whatever I can get from you guys. Because this was a hard fought battle I will take. <laughs> As the editor, you know that this is Lindsay's graphic because there's an apostrophe missing on moms in that graphic. <laughs> and it was all lowercase. You know it wasn't yeah. ran through me. All lowercase, yeah. The one uh, can you pull that graphic up one more time, too, by the way? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, your mom's looking kind of thirsty at Meek Mill right there. Oh, God. oh I missed that. Emma did put Emma's her mom on mom the graphic again. Got it going. <laughs> Emma's mom is officially the sixth member of the show now. She's been on here twice. <laughs> again, I was told to do it. <laughs> I am just listening and doing my job. Emma's mom um, is going to have her own Twitter account. <laughs> She's not happy. Not. <laughs> About the first one, I can't wait for the text on this one. I'm giving it like a good five minute buffer and just waiting for a phone call. Oh, man. Okay, all I'm saying is, is that I was not the only person who was a little bit frustrated with the officiating at the beginning of this game. Mm. I'm not saying that's the reason why the Suns lost. We just went over a whole <laughs> yeah. slew of reasons why this wasn't a great game for the Suns. However, I do think there is an issue when at halftime, Joel Embiid has the same amount of free throw attempts as your entire Suns team. I, I I get it. Like that's but a struggle. Boss. I get it, but that's part of Embiid's game. Mm. He looks for the contact. He flops. He flails. He, that's what he tries to. That's I part know. of his game. The Suns, like we were talking about, Da. You guys were talking about Da, and I didn't jump into that conversation. But like Da does does that's not part of his game. He does not try to draw the contact. He just tries to score, and that's that. Whereas Embiid tries to score and draw the foul and flail his body and hit you and ding you up and fall into the fourth row. Like, that's what he's done his whole career. So, like, when I see that stat, like, I get it. Like, the Suns should be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, Devin Booker went to the free throw line 14 times. Mm. And you know a good I mean? amount like, of them came in the third quarter. Yeah, because right. he was being aggressive. Because Meek Mill tripped no, a ref. That sure okay <laughs> look i don't think it's a i don't think it's a ref problem it's a son's problem mm. and it's been a son's problem for the last few years they don't get to the free this isn't the like. only game that that's no, happened no, right? no, 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 no i know no, yeah you know so like I mean, dale gray calm down call me saying bullcrap those are bogus calls come on so lame yeah Every flopper in the NBA gets bogus calls. Right. And Joel Embiid is really tough to officiate. He, he gets to the line third most in the NBA behind Giannis, who is a human wrecking ball, and Luka, who we know does a lot of the same stuff as far as baiting. Like, these guys are hard to officiate for that reason. Um, and, and they did turn it around in the second half. They got at least reasonably close. And they've been 11th in free throw attempts so far this season. So they've been better so far to start the year. But it is something to keep an eye on because on the nights when they're losing – Usually there's a discrepancy in the three-point column and in the free throws column, and it's kind of Again, a recurring theme. that math that yeah. you said in the beginning. That math, it's important. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm going to lay it at the feet of DeAndre Ayton. Mm. DeAndre Ayton has to learn how to be that way, to be aggressive, to, to make the point, to, if he has to, flop to get to the line. Whatever it takes. He, he's got the bag now. Go out and and do the dirty work to get to the line. It's, it's hard. It's hard to learn it. that skill, and mm -hmm. it is a learned skill. Like, yeah. Yeah. and it's a learned skill over over many many years. Like, you pick that up young. It's not something that you just listen. Da's da right now. Like, there, it's going to be almost impossible unless you're looking five years down the road for him to add that to his game and not make it look forced. Right. I, and that's, I don't. That's just a, that's, I don't accept that. If you you got you got the bag. <laughs> 
You I got the bag. No. I don't accept I don't, that. I just don't. It's still a reality. If it takes five, <laughs> if it takes five years, the guy doesn't. The guy doesn't get the game. No. Do that like, be like no. the slogan for this I don't year. accept that. I don't, I don't accept, accept that. that. I do not. I'm throwing my challenge flag and I'm calling it's bullshit. The night before the vote Look, and you don't me, accept this. Come on, man. No, don't set a precedent. I didn't oh, say anything about a no. recount. Accept that. Get get if it takes working 24 hours a day for the next two months with Mark West the whole time oh, teaching him how to. Mark earn, West was the ultimate flopper. Mark West. Er, Mark West got free throws like crazy. Yes, but out he didn't there. flop to get them. I don't care what he has to do. In the NBA, you would get punched him. in the face to get a foul. Like that's how it was back in the I, 80s like, and 90s. My whole point is, get out there and figure out how to get to the free throw line. I don't accept you that. got the bag. You're a max player now. Do the dirty work. I will say, in his defense, a lot of his looks around the basket are uncontested because they're either served up so nicely or guys are late getting back to him, and they're like, that's an automatic two points. There's no point in challenging it. I see that a lot with DA because he is so automatic once he catches the ball in that area. But to your point, yes, he does need to – like one thing that we've been talking about is even a simple pump fake yes. would help him sometimes. Yes. Pump fake, lean into the guy, that would help get you there – Two to four times. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see Da in the offseason <laughs> practice the flopping. I got to see this. Let's do it. Like just Da, I mean, I'm gonna push you, you and you fly. You want to be good as Luca? Go out there and flop, buddy. All right. <laughs> oh Who can we hire that's retired that was really good at that and bring it in? Bring Manu Ginobili. Let's come go. in and Let's teach DeAndre how to flop. Come through, my Shit, guy. Just, we need you. We need to help. Just ask his here. own teammate, Chris Paul, to teach him the rip through. That's two free throws right there. <laughs> no, we don't need Da bringing the ball low. <laughs> no. We've seen that. But honestly, like Brittany Price kind of makes a good point too. Like we're we're here panicking a little bit. Mm. We're kind of freaking out. Uh, the Warriors are down by twelve to the Kings at halftime, mm -hmm. uh, and they have lost to Orlando. They've lost to Detroit. Like they've had a horrible stretch. Mm -hmm. Does anybody think that they won't at some point figure this all out and be at least a playoff contender? I think everybody feels like that. Even right now, how how bad they're playing. Yeah. Like it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but are the vibes bad there? I mean, <laughs> you gotta ask. Clearly, check. They're clearly, three, they're three they and seven. Really, they're not clearly, great. They're at least a little bit off. You know, you know what makes you feel better about the vibes? What's that? Is if you look at your ring. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's uh, true. I think tonight they just want to see that laser in Sacramento. So oh. we all do. Oh, I mean, is that the? We we all do. Is this the first time we're going to get a laser show in Sacramento? Time. I think so. If they oh wish. Oh my so. god! Fantastic. <laughs> Um, like real quick, uh, we, we named the DraftKings king of the game, but we didn't tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app and the great stuff happening over there. So right now, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet when you sign up using the promo code PHNX and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. It is that simple. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is a great place to have on your phone, a great app to have on your phone while you're watching sports because you put a little bit of money on the game, makes things so much more fun. And right now, all users of the DraftKings Sportsbook app can also boost your winnings up to 100% with their stepped-up same-game parlays. It's a heck of a lot of fun. We highly recommend it, and it's really simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. Just a reminder, though, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, if you're new to sports betting, don't take my advice, but we do have a bet show with people who know what they're talking about <laughs> here at PHNX, and they can help you along on your journey on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and maybe win you a whole bunch of money too. Maybe. But no guarantees. Uh, we do have <laughs> an update real quick from oh. post game from Dwayne Rankin okay. uh, who is uh, Travis uh, traveling on the road obviously. Uh, Chris Paul said if he could have played he would have but doesn't see the sore right heel as a prolonged thing. I'm not that worried about it. When asked if this was just a matter of being cautious Paul said yep. So not, a, not an official report not a lot to go on but I feel like we hear Promising, this every time. So, like, you, know, I you hear say, optimism like that. I will say, though, if it's a serious injury, normally they would not make a guy available. That's true. Like, they That's would have already true. ushered him out. But you know what else? Mm. Chris Paul doesn't understand how his body works. <laughs> when you get to 38, <laughs> he's not there yet. Re or, or, tomorrow okay. it hurts 37. more. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. Tomorrow he's going to wake up and be like, oh man, why was I talking all that shit? Like, I thought I was going to be okay. <laughs> this shit still hurts. The adrenaline's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Trust well, me. Man. It ain't going to feel good though, tomorrow. Can't, in, in the current NBA now, that 
the COVID restrictions are lifted, he could get Chris Paul in the locker room. Right, but but there's always yes, like multiple exits yeah, in a locker room. So That's if true. Chris Paul wanted to avoid being spoken to tonight, he could have absolutely right. avoided it. Like Cam, after that game, he was, I mean, he left pretty early in that game too. I think it was second quarter as well. And he was nowhere to be found afterwards until we saw him leaving the building. That's, that's because he was getting fitted for his crutches. So. Oh, man. Probably. <laughs> well, I mean, see, good not... sign. He's not on crutches. <laughs> He's not on crutches. <laughs> no boot, no crutches. All right. We'll Killing the it. good news. Um, yeah. Peyton in the chat brings up a good point. He said, I think you all got your pregame predictions bets wrong. So that's Thanks. why, that's literally why I said we have a bet show. I don't think any <laughs> of us are on the bet show, right? Nope. So that's why I suggested the bet show. Yeah. Maybe not us. But Thanks, we're, we have fun. We have fun. Peyton, we love you too. <laughs> <laughs> also, speaking of fun, we're teaming up with our friends over at Four Peaks to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. You can enjoy the game, enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and so much more. Check the link in the show notes to register for absolutely free and come on down and hang out with us. Watch some soccer. These games are quite a bit of fun. All right, guys, is there anything else from the game specifically that you feel like you didn't get to touch on tonight and you'd like to? An encouraging sign, obviously, especially if Paul is not out for a while. Uh, Campaign did play better tonight. He had a really rough first stint mm -hmm. where he turned the ball over like two or three times. But after that, he kind of settled in and was good off the bench. Um, six of 14 is just OK, but 14 points, five assists. Like that's what you would like to see out of him coming off the bench. Yeah. He's got that bounce again, mm -hmm. which is nice. You know, he's got that that little bit of swagger that he had before, which is, is always a good thing. He hasn't been the greatest. He hasn't been, like, you know, on fire yet. But, uh, you know, he's shown glimpses of what he can be, and hopefully, you know, if the Suns have to lean on him, he'll be able to come through. Yeah, shout out for me, Damian Lee. Uh, we mm -hmm. wondered when Jay Crowder uh, decided to go on his uh, – adventure whatever the hell he's doing <laughs> yeah. working out in empty gyms with black and white film mm. whatever it is uh, that we wondered where that edge was going to come from uh damien lee's got that edge yeah and and he's not afraid to, to showcase it in a game and you know he also is an, another guy we talked about lack of three-point shooting this is a guy that can help you with that went two of four tonight had 10 points not a huge stat line but i like the hustle i like the edge he's one of those bench guys that i'm not overly concerned about when he steps on the floor mm -hmm. is it just me or does it also seem like damian lee also always hits down a three later in the game when we kind of need that momentum mm -hmm. boost yeah, he's, he's got some clutch in him. He's yeah. great from the corners, and they've been finding him there a lot in the fourth yeah. quarter. That's been huge. I'm a big fan of his. I don't I don't think he's a game changer or anything of that sort, but I think he is a very solid role player on this team. And I think, like you said, that spice is something that this team definitely needs because he's, he's willing to talk a little bit of trash, potentially get teed up for it, but mm -hmm. it does add a boost of energy to this squad, which sometimes you just need somebody to get a tech to get your team fired up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. you just do. We have another super chat. This one's from Code. Said Miles Turner dropped 37 points, 12 rebounds, and was 11-11 from the stripe. Just saying. I mean, where's he going to play? <laughs> like, so, I'm not trading DA for him. Well, so this so bonus team didn't look good at center and power. No. Well, this is coming. Um, Code sent this super chat, but he sent a, co a couple other more comments just about DA. And um, the question that's asking, or basically the topic that's being brought up is, is do we baby DA? Do we allow no, him to not do enough no. for this team? Is it is it Mark? Even Marky Mark said right here, DA has ten plus rebounds twice this year and isn't even getting a block a game. And I am I the only one who sees anything wrong with this? I think it's the foul trouble, honestly. Like he, uh, there's been a lot of games where he's missed like ample time on the floor. He only played 31 minutes tonight. This was supposed to be the year where he increases that to like 33, 34, 35, maybe. Yeah. And it's still been around that 30, 31 minute mark. Like he's got to stay out of foul trouble to be on the floor and produce. What do you say? Two games of 10 rebounds yeah. or more? Yeah. Uh, they've played 10. How many did he miss? Was it two? A I couple? Think. So, yeah. I mean, we're. Small sample yeah, size. Yeah, it's a small sample size I, as well. But I get it. I get the the feeling that we might. But I'd argue Mikhail gets more babied than <sighs> than Da. I mean, we they barely both. talked about it, but fifteen points tonight in forty four minutes. Like, 
in a game where you're lacking on the offensive end, he's a guy I need more out of on, on certain I, nights. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. We, again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change my tune now uh, by saying that this team is only gonna go far, well, uh, as far as Cam, Mikhail, and Da are gonna take him. Like mm-hmm. that's just that we know what Devin Booker is gonna give us. I thought I thought we knew what Chris <laughs> Paul was gonna give us, mm-hmm. um, but the the three that haven't exactly taken their game offensively to another level are those three, and they need to show up. They they absolutely, and I I would say yeah, I think Da gets a lot of flack just because of being the number one overall pick. Right. Um, and deservedly so. Like, at this point in time in his career, he should be averaging 22 and 11 easily. Like, they, there is no excuse. And for that, I am disappointed in, in DA. Like, he's got to be so much better than he is right now. And I, I and I even feel like, personally, I let him off the hook far too many times. Mikhail is, to me, just slightly a, a notch below that. Mikhail is fantastic on the defensive end, and that's what saves him in a lot of these conversations. It's because you he can lock up dudes, and he can really be an X factor out there because not much is expected of him offensively. But right now, in your fifth year, you have to be able to produce at a higher level than you are. So these next this next stretch of games without Cam Johnson, like those two are going to have to pick it up mm-hmm. in a in a big time way especially if Chris Paul is not going to give you the offensive uh shooting production that he has um his last couple of years. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's something I'm going to be looking for for sure. It's like we they just got to be better. Mm-hmm. Overall, they got to be better. Both of them got to be better. Yep. Well, look, they they hung their hat on the the idea of internal development and they're going to have to see it. You're not you're obviously not going to get from Cam now because of the injury, Da McHale, you're you got the stage. Step up. I mean that's what it what they're gonna need if they're not gonna make any move or any significant move. It's Da McHale. They're gonna have to pick up the slack. Yep. Yep. Uh, Brittany has a really fun comment in here. We're not gonna talk about it right now, but I'm just putting this out there, Brittany. We're gonna do that tomorrow on Trade Machine Tuesday. So don't answer, you guys. Save it for Trade Machine Tuesday. But now I'm. But Brittany says Jay for Brooke Lopez and a pack of Oreos. Who says no? We're gonna discuss it tomorrow. Okay, (laughs) we're gonna discuss it tomorrow. I like where your head's at, Brittany. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us for tonight's show. We appreciate you as always. It's been fun to have a little bit of a. uh, bitch session if you will because you know we all kind of just like to have those after losses i know they're gonna come i know this team is good but it is what it is that's what we should forget the dive bar moniker that we used to use uh it's the bitch session welcome i mean isn't it though where we just complain about things that in the grand scheme of things probably won't be that big of a deal for us it is what it is i don't know i refuse to accept that answer (laughs) fair Uh. all right well we'll see you tomorrow at 3 p.m so plan to come hang out with us then until then you can follow me on twitter at lindsey smith az you can follow saul at saul underscore bookman you can follow gerald at gerald borgay and of course you can follow espo at espo espo take us home at sons i saw that tweet and my lawyers are going to be calling you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw him pass the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B.